Hello and welcome back to Dublin Radio Gamescast. As always, I am your host, Ryan, and today I'm joined by my lovely cohort of co-hosts, Wyatt. Hello. Alex. Howdy do, yeah. And Brett. I can't follow that. <laughs> you can't follow can't the follow howdy do, yeah. <laughs> well, that was today, adorable. Today's our Game Pass Games Club. It's episode 143. We're going to go through some Game Pass games that we've been playing for the last month or so. And, and talk about some fun ones, and then pick some games for the next bout of Game Pass Games Club. It'll be in February, so lots of lots of fun things awaiting. But first, there were some industry events this week. We don't normally talk about a lot of industry stuff when we do Game Pass episodes, uh, just because these episodes take a, a while, and we like to keep them focused. But we're going to start out with a very quick discussion. I'm time boxing this to short, so we're not going to talk about it for long. But there were a big round of layoffs at 343 and a few other Microsoft Studios, including Bethesda. Um, and the coalition, which was is the Gears of War studio. Um, so first of all, was I it think totaling all... ten thousand. Is there an update on that number? We yeah. So the number that we have had floated, and I don't have accurate information for this. This is not a thing that is like public knowledge for the most part. Um, but a but a lot of people laid off. It was aimed, I think, about five percent of the uh this area of Microsoft. Which, because that's 250,000 people, it's 10,000 people have lost their jobs. So, percentage-wise, it's, it's a relatively small cutback, but personnel-wise, huge hit to many studios, because 10,000 people is a lot of devs. Uh, and th- this was not just yeah, devs, the entire it was also teams the publishing teams. I'm gonna. There's some information here that is largely from like various LinkedIn posts that people that have been yeah. laid off have said. So take everything with a grain of salt because it may not be accurate. It probably isn't representative of a lot of the team uh, that was there, and there's a lot of stuff going around that like we just don't have accurate information for most of this and won't for a while, most likely. Uh, the big takeaways were a large amount of 343 got laid off. Some people had floated that it might be about half the studio. Whether or not that's true is not, again, public knowledge to us right now, because I don't think we know the actual size of 343 and the size it is now. So we don't know for sure, but that that is a huge number of people. Uh, yeah. I, I This is a complicated thing to talk about, because I think obviously people losing their jobs is really sad, and... Uh, these people are are put in a rough position. Hopefully, they will all land on their feet because the games industry has kind of had this huge outpouring of support for them. Yeah. So hopefully, everyone lands on their feet. Uh, I'm sure not everyone will, but it's just reality is we can't really do a ton about it right now. Um, hopefully, they they are good. But yeah, this is what happens when people call for layoffs. Is they happen, <laughs> and there's been a lot of public calling for, especially three four three, to have some form of restructuring. I would probably count this as that. Uh, yeah, something significant seriously. has happened there. Whether or not that includes leadership, we probably don't know because leadership tends to take a little bit longer to rotate if something has happened. So I don't think we know if anyone super high up has been laid off or if it's mostly the people that were on the ground devs. Uh, we'll see. This is still an unfolding situation, but this is yeah. definitely a shakeup at 343. There's been some rampant news mongering about that. <laughs> The the only thing in terms of higher ups that we do know is that Joe Staten uh has oh, yeah. moved back yes. to I think it's just like Microsoft Productions or like Xbox Game Productions. Publishing. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is just a I think that's where he was before 
Yeah, um, and this is a weird one because Joe Staten, when he went to 343, had also, like, released a statement that this was temporary. He wasn't yeah. going to permanently be at 343. He had openly said, like, hey, I, I'm not going to be here forever. I'm going to um, go back to the publishing side after a certain time. So he he has done that. It likely is just coinciding with this restructuring that is going on. Um, the big question mark with that is the state of Halo right now. Because there was a lot of rumors floating around about a Halo Infinite single-player DLC. Mm -hmm. We have since kind of learned that may have never been planned. <laughs> yeah, we, it's... So that's... It, the and Without saying anything specific, because it's still a relatively new game, we want to spoil it. I think everything we're saying is speculation. Like, this is all yeah, yeah. rampant <laughs> speculation. All, all sources that we have are, like, from random people all over the place, and... Some are just like outright rumors from the the gaming subreddit for rumors specifically, uh, but uh, it's uh, J Jason Schreier was one of the people that was like, uh, yeah, it's interesting that uh, this one other leak from I think a, a French Halo podcast was going around that was talking about uh, the the campaign DLC being canceled because the campaign kind of ends with. Story-wise and gameplay-wise, a massive a lot cliffhanger. Be desires, yeah. <laughs> to the next uh, but apparently, uh, I wouldn't know. I didn't make it that far. That there was never any planned. There was none in the works. And I think in Jason Schreier's words, he says something along the lines of, "You can't cancel what doesn't exist," and that is yeah. soul-crushing because uh. even even someone like me who didn't like uh, Infinite's campaign all that much is like, okay, well, they can still like add more onto it. Apparently it's they not a, just, it's not they a bad foundation well, also, necessarily. Yeah. I was I was under the impression that that was the plan. Because it seems so from what they had, well from what they had talked about they were like oh we're not really interested in releasing more Halo sequels. Infinite is a platform for more single player and multiplayer content yeah. is how they build it to begin yeah. with. So the fact that there was no follow up at all to explain this uh, you know what no spoilers but to explain the ending in any way. Um, it's it's like so. How were you going to follow it up? Was there going to be a sequel, which you had said that you weren't interested in doing, or was it how, what what what's going on? <laughs> so weird. <laughs> it's very strange. Uh, we we obviously don't know exactly how this is going to shake out. What has been said since is that Jason Dreyer has kind of confirmed that no, it, Halo is still in the hands of three four three. It's not going to a different studio right now. Three four three has just been heavily cut down. Um, so we'll see how that shakes out. I think we're probably not going to see anything Halo for a while after this. I think time. it's safe to bet <laughs> this is going to be another long gap between Halo games, yeah. which is unfortunate because this did, Infinite does end on just a, a massive cliffhanger. So, Well, are, are we just talking yeah. about the story here or are we also talking uh, the, the multiplayer? Uh, the multiplayer would be fine. It's... I mean... Well, it, it depends because you had a full team. I mean, if, if you're not, yeah. planning on working on campaign you would assume all the people that could have been working on a campaign that doesn't exist we're probably working on the only thing that's happening right now which is the multiplayer yeah. and the seasons are six months and they're just so nothing there's it's it's just vapid of of content uh and and with even fewer people working on it now you can only think that i i don't know i, I can't assume it's going to yeah. get better with fewer people yeah and from the from the perspective of someone who still plays Halo Infinite, um, it if 
multiplayer stuff doesn't continue and it, like everything's halted, I'd be a little disappointed just because I felt like things were finally starting to pick up. I feel like things were whether you agree or disagree, in my opinion, I felt like things were starting to turn around. I feel like a lot of the the issues that they've had with with progression, I feel like they were starting to walk back on or improve in some way. And so I feel like if progress has stopped right now, it feels like there was they were just getting some gas in the tank, like just a little bit. Yeah. And now it's gone. Because <laughs> because even even though I, I I said in the chat, I don't like the this current event right now. I think the game mode for it that they force you to play kind of sucks. But you can earn. For free, if you play the thing, uh, the JFO armor and stuff to use with it that previously you could only get in a shop. So that's cool. You could still only earn it for like the 10 days that this event is around and oh. never again unless it comes back. But you can at least do it for free. That's something. Yeah. Uh, but that's the, like, like I agree with you. It seemed like, you know, it's not necessarily a steady stream of content, but like they have forge out. People are making a ton of stuff for that now. Progression has changed off their shoulders. Uh, progression. The, the winter more update events. changed a lot with with progression, and yeah. it's not perfect, but it's so much better than it, what it used to be. Yeah, but who knows what's going to happen now? Yeah, I, I think the big thing right now is just a huge unknown. Um, other yeah. thing, companies were hit, so Bethesda was hit. We don't know how bad uh, Bethesda's really not had a lot of information about who got cut off on their end um theory is probably some of the 76 team and some of the starfield team apparently but oh no oh no Uh, no. starfield if it's as far along as it is hopefully that isn't a huge red flag because xbox has a lot riding on starfield right now it's really their only big exclusive for the first quarter (laughs) if if it does come out in the first quarter it's the only thing they would have put out since they got acquired right think so not the only thing because grounded and whatnot have come out but it's the only thing oh yeah i thought grounded was obsidian wasn't it yeah it is but they're they're an xbox game studio i mean they're they're xbox Xbox they're not bethesda yeah xbox in general also has just not had a lot though they really haven't had like a big triple a thing to drive people to game pass for a while so i think they're banking on starfield to be that uh that said we're we're hitting the time box that I had for this. So we're going to start talking about our game pass games and then we'll touch back on this in a few weeks when we have more information. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. That's what we'll do. Uh, all right. So let's get off that super negative discussion with, I don't know <laughs> who wants to go first. We'll see if this is a positive or negative. One. Do we, <laughs> I, do we want to get mirror's edge out of the way first? Do we just, do we, yeah, you know what? I have my talking first? points for it lined let's up. Do, let's sure. Go for it. We can, we can have a big dump of positivity. Delia, after what was your game pass games club game? For my this game month? was uh mirror's edge catalyst, a game that everyone remembers very fondly and no one has completely forgotten that it's existed. Uh, it is a sequel reboot. I would say like 90% reboot, 10% sequel uh, to the original 2008 Mirror's Edge, developed by uh, DICE. Yes, the, the Battlefield people. Um, Would you call it a seek boot? It's a reboot-wool. Soft reboot. reboot Yeah. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you play as Faith. She's what's known as a, as a runner in this uh, dystopian slash utopian city called uh, Glass. I don't know why it's called Glass, but it's called because glass. they don't bother using any texture other than white for the buildings. <laughs> um, and you deliver packages. You take things from try and screw over big 
corporations that run the city. Um, and there's a plot that no one cares about stuck in there somewhere as well. Um, and it's a first-person parkour game, open world. So that's that. <laughs> I, man, why you picked an interesting game for this one? Because I don't know what to say about Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Yeah, least interesting, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> Both. I mean, this is because when we do Game Pass Games Club, we tend to have things that are pretty good, things that are really good, and then things that are just bad. Mm-hmm. Mirror's Edge Catalyst doesn't fit neatly into any of those. <laughs> Yeah. So it's hard to talk about because I think a lot of the talk about this game has already happened. Um so I also went back and played a couple hours of the original Mirror's Edge to mm-hmm. make sure I was not quoting things that were not in the original Mirror's Edge that are and like incorrectly saying things. The one thing that really stood out to me for the difference is like Catalyst and Mirror's Edge feel largely pretty similar in how they play. Um Regular Mirror's Edge is not an open world game. It doesn't flow like an open world game. It's very point to point, which works mm-hmm. well for parkour because you kind of always have like a couple of different lines to follow, uh, almost like racing mm-hmm. game style. So you've got a few different main paths and then you kind of loop back in on it to go to, to the finish line. Catalyst is weird because it's hard to tell where you should be going sometimes. Yeah. Uh, it feels really bad when you have to stop and open a map and pick a thing to do when you're in this yeah. free running game and have to like completely cut off whatever you were doing, especially when it looks like there should be an easy way there around a corner and it's just not, it's like a 30 foot drop to nothingness and you have to go like around oh. a bunch of rafters the other direction, which it just feels weird. It has wasn't uh. layered in a way that makes a lot of sense. And, and the worst thing, the thing that really made me hate the open world structure is I had finished a quest. That quest put me right in activity to do that had me do like a little short racing loop which then put me right where I started the last quest and directly away from my next objective. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I think fuck? what what makes the whole, like, oh, sometimes I have to stop and open the map and see where I'm going, I feel like what makes that even more frustrating is that, like, the parkour and the traversal on its own is actually really good. It feels yeah. wonderful. Um, and... Uh, I would say it's probably because I've played the I've played the first one a couple times. I've never finished it, but I've always gotten like a solid four or five hours in it or something like that. Um, but it it feels really polished. It's really well done. Um, they get the sense of like speed really, really well. Um, like the, the the subtle like camera shake when you're, you know, when you hit the ground or when you're trying to like. Uh, turn around a corner and stuff it's all really well done so when you have to stop dead in your tracks to figure out where the heck you're supposed to go it's infuriating <laughs> it just feels so completely antithetical to what the game is about now i'm gonna do a weird thing on this games plus games club i don't normally bring up footage of something to show people oh but i think the reason that mirror's edge failed is super well shown by showing the first bit of the original Mirror's Edge intro. So what I'm going to do is cut directly to just the first section of intro with a little animated cutscene that they do in Mirror's Edge as soon as I get it in a way that I can display. And show, I think, what is really the uh, <laughs> the differenting differential factor here and why it works long as i can still pull it up because for some reason it seems like it's been gone off of youtube oh no it'd be a real shame oh no here it is okay 
This is going to be in crusty quality because this is a 14-year-old video. Right? Oh, boy. This is, we're Hell going yeah. back. <laughs> for Time machine. One. Change our layout to accommodate doing this because this is not a th thing that normally happens on the show. Oh, I see what happened. Discord changed the name of the window. That's why everything was all weird. Sure, this works. All right, is there actually a screen here? Yeah. yeah. It is white, mm -hmm. but there is a screen. Okay, now I just need to get the audio running. This is uh, what Mirror's Edge cutscene originally looked like. And man, does it make me sad that this is not the vibe that we have in the main game. It's, see, Windows 11 has this problem where you can't easily open a volume mixer to turn the volume on in a program. Windows this 11 has this problem added. that it exists and has bad UI changes. <laughs> like Windows 11 I've largely had no issues with, but for some reason it just stops working sometimes. So, you know what, I guess that wouldn't fit with saying I have no issues with it. <laughs> But, uh, get Microsoft Edge to actually. Well, there's someone down there in the comments that enjoyed it, so that's good at least. Yeah, yeah. Good for them. I'm glad they're happy. I am too. Once the city already is feels a lot more stylized. I, I like this. I was going to bring this up, Ryan. Yeah. Alive and wonderful. Oh, this is way cooler. Come oh. On. Now, yeah. It's something else. The changes came slowly at first. This is just a trick. This, this has this has stole to it. And People them. cared to make it look they cool. They chose a comfortable life. That good narration. And those who refused. You to get like more, world building instead of just being like, "Wow, corporation bad, right? Analyzed. Go beat them up." And then it's they like I don't even remember the the three letter. Well, and I have some. I have some words about how they do the storytelling here because it is infuriating. We keep out of trouble, out of sight. But in this cutscene or in Catalyst? No, no, in Catalyst. Ooh. We see the city in a different way. We see the flow. Like this, this, this kind of of animation is very like. It is not perfect, but that is okay because it almost feels like I could see how it was made with the, the imperfections. Well, you know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of, like, uh, uh, corporate instructional video animation, which I think actually works. No! <laughs> it works for Mirror's Edge. It works. That's what I'm saying. I'm not even saying that as, like, an insult. I'm saying that works really, really well for yeah. the world. It's like a pop art kind of corporate thing, but at least it has some soul to it. Whereas and now we just get, like, Catalyst you know, is just assaulting you with high budget cutscene immediately and it's really really annoying because you're not playing the game and yeah it's, it's just nothing <laughs> it's, it really it's one of those games that begs where it should it begs to be in first person 100% of the time well so I third person cutscenes are just weird to me for a game like this I feel like you should all be in first person or have those really nice sort of animated cutscenes well you you were talking about the the movement uh, a little bit ago what do you think of the combat because I personally, I thought from what I played of it, the combat was good enough. It was like minimal. It was focusing on using your environment and things like that. Uh, man, kind of mixed emotions hard on to it. Talk about because <laughs> I don't think it's bad. Like, it's not a a bad system, and I like the heavy attacks. The heavy attacks I think feel pretty good because they're all mm -hmm. parkour based. I 
I enjoy Goomba stomping people after a wall run. But the thing, was the fun. thing with Mirror's Edge, so a lot of people have used like there's too much combat and Catalyst as an excuse for the game being bad. Mirror's Edge, the original Mirror's Edge, does have combat and it has a lot of it immediately. But the thing in the original Mirror's Edge is your goal is always to keep going. It's never to mm -hmm. actually yeah. fight. Stop and fight someone. It's you need to, to just push them out of the way. Their keep gun. Going. Like you can carry a gun in Mirror's Edge original and shoot people with it. <laughs> it's a thing you can do, but you're not. You only get the clip. You don't get to like reload the gun. But I mean, you, you also have left the, the option when you take the gun to immediately throw it away. If you want to just like stylize non-lethal playthrough, you can totally do that. Um, and it just flows very quickly in the original. You're never stopped for any important amount of time mm -hmm. in Mirror's Edge. But with Catalyst, the tutorial is aggravating because it has a habit of just not working in the tutorial when you need to do things. Like I had to retry things because it would just like hook me to the wrong enemy. It would yeah. not like input correctly. Things were not working. And eventually it, it started to be fine towards the end of it. But it's just aggravating. It's just not very fun. Um, to go through a tutorial like that. And I don't think the combat gets notably better at any point afterwards. So as a note here, I finished Catalyst, not in oh. this period, but when it came out. Because uh, oh. I, I didn't have a lot of video games. I played, I like Mirror's Edge, so I picked up Catalyst as my like one video game. Uh, and so I finished Catalyst. It's not a great game. <laughs> That's not a, not a compliment to the game, but I didn't have anything else to play at the time. Um... And yeah, it, it to me feels the same way that I think Assassin's Creed Syndicate feels, where it's just kind of extraneous. <laughs> like, it's not bad, <laughs> it just kind of exists, and it, it doesn't offend me for existing, but I know there could be better. I think, I think my problem with it was that it, it feels like, especially when you're, when you're uh, what's it called, shift? When, you, when you're, it's basically you're like dodge, right? It, yeah. it feels so weirdly locked in, and it feels like it kills any momentum you, mm -hmm. you might have had. And, and it, they really needed to focus on a more freeform combat system that kind of encouraged you to use the environment more, which it does, but with the way that you move during combat, it just, it, you, you, your momentum just stops entirely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I do think that, that because I've never played the original Mirrors, I've, I've like watched footage of it before because when I was I, the original looks really cool. I think mm -hmm. cooler even in gameplay than this one does uh, because as a little bit of a tangent they get like that pristine like uncannily bright white and like perfect geometry for all the buildings like that is that is but things are still a little that bit is... grimy like they still have like dirty yeah. edges around things. Well, and, and they now use a lot of more like gray, and it's weird because yeah. I miss the more like cool, like brighter, like plasticky fake look of everything that that yeah. feels like it fit more. But and I also distinctly remember certain levels that used more color. Like there was a there's an an interior of it was like a like an office building or something, and it was this like bizarre lime green color and i mean that in a good thing it was it was like it was more color-coded and it was more interesting it just there's way more just kind of glossy white in catalyst and they didn't use the color nearly as well as they did in the original in my opinion yeah which is it, it's really strange i think going through this to feel how this feels like an imitation of the game that it is a sequel to yeah it's weird it it definitely because like we said the com the uh, the the traversal is still really good, but it feels like they didn't 
really change it at all to adapt to an open world environment at all. It was it was clearly designed for a linear game, and just plopping faith in an open world does not solve any. Yeah, it just introduces more problems. I with with the open world quote-unquote structuring you know you don't get the focus towards flow that the other that yeah the, the you're not always being driven have. forward by the level design because the level design has to have very distinct stopping points where mm-hmm. you have to choose which like of the three paths that you're going in and instead of going to the same point like they would in mirror's edge they all go to different areas of the city so when you're running to one place you're just doing back and forth of the same route over and over again and it's not very enjoyable yeah it, it yeah. feels bad um, but yeah. with the and, with the the combat too, I think I, if only if only this was somehow still level based, and at the end of the level you got like your how you did screen or whatever. Because how what in in Ace Combat what they do is they show you a little arrow of exactly how you moved the entire level, and it just goes in one big line that extends and like curves around, and it shows you where all the enemies. It's really satisfying to look at all the like flight paths and how they converge. Mm-hmm. I feel like if they had one of those for this game. It would be like a cool little bouncing part and then just looping over and over again around a combat encounter and then going past it and then getting <laughs> to the next one and looping around it because they don't feel optional. Sometimes the, the guys are like carrying something that you need for them or sometimes they're just going to kill you and you need to get rid of them. And it's like, I, I don't know. I, I wish it was more of just a runner and that was it um, or how they, they apparently did it in the other game because it just feels like that's another thing that really gets in the way. Of you just being able to like yeah. just just go. It's also it's too weird. much too much dialogue. Too much. Wait, <laughs> I don't care about any okay. of these people. I'm okay with I some, about, but this is too much. <laughs> I want yeah. to talk about the story and how infuriating it was because they they do this really like having having uh, history with your characters that's kind of a mystery until it's revealed later is not a bad storytelling tool at all but when literally every single plot point in your story is referencing something that happened but before the, the game has starts no idea what's going on you, it's infuriating because you don't know who these people are you don't know what they're talking about you have nothing to latch on to emotionally because everyone yeah. references things that happened before you started playing it's infuriating <laughs> that's why i was cool Some with my parents it'd be nice if i the character knew what they were talking about but that's why I was surprised when we were talking about this before uh, watching anime on, on one of the, the past few Thursdays where I was like, yeah, this is a sequel. I, I guess I must just be like, I'm thinking like I must just be lost on some things because it's it's coming off of the first game. And then Ryan was like, oh, it's a reboot. I was like, what? It doesn't make any sense because to <laughs> well, me, who has the first one? <laughs> it's a reboot. Oh, well, of course. <laughs> but having, knowing nothing about the narrative of the first one it still feels like you're playing the sequel to something so you gain nothing from rebookwilling it because it's yeah. it well from what i understand so a lot of things that are referenced in catalyst have nothing to do with the first game yeah they like, don't. at all so they're weird fully so it's, they're not even referencing anything from a previous game because it's technically a reboot so oh, it's God. i don't know i that so it was infuriating <laughs> they also <laughs> is it just me or did they not really like pro i I still really understand the point of runners. So it's like they, they like get messages. They're couriers. They're called couriers. So like, do they get like messages from one place to another? Yeah, they, they, see, it, this is why this is why that little animated intro was so good because it told you exactly what they exactly. do and it sets them up in a way that is understandable. And at the same time, there's a really important line in that intro that I really like, which is the city and the police mostly left us alone unless we directly got in their way. 
there was like an unwritten agreement yeah. that the city and the police and the the runners didn't really interact with each other. So, it, but in but in Catalyst, it's immediately like, oh, your little like, FedEx, not, your your little FedEx they're offshoot like, is immediately they're, criminals. K Corp or whatever it is. Yeah, agent. A spec just... Ryan, how could you forget? K pop. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really just not great. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, you know what my my biggest problem with the game yes. was. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I I knew nothing about Mirror's Edge or Mirror Mirror's Edge Catalyst before playing them. Besides, oh, pork parkour game. I I like parkour games. I like experiencing good game flow and things like that. I also like accessibility settings. You know what? I at least wasn't able to find. It could have had it, but I wasn't able to find it. Um, a way to turn the head bob off. Yeah, this is a bad game for motion sickness. Because, uh, <laughs> I could only play it at ten minutes uh, at a time without feeling like I needed to vomit. It yeah. is horrendous for motion sickness. Yeah. Um, another little nitpick with settings here, you can't bind the mouse buttons. So you can't oh. use, like, a side mouse button, which was incredibly aggravating. Because there is one more combat button than will comfortably fit on a mouse while you are running. And so you have to, like, reliably press control or something to do certain moves. And it's just annoying. It's just the kind of thing where I'm like, why why is it like this? Yeah. <laughs> is this the way that this functions? Um, I, so, yeah. I do I do want to point out a few more positive things just to just to kind of mm -hmm. make sure we're not we're not going too hard because there are some things in this game I quite like. One of them is the music. In both games they have the same artist doing the yeah. music for both games and I I love this kind of like lo-fi techno stuff and it it sounds great. The singer's great. Um and then I also really like the UI. It's like super clean and a lot of it's super like diegetic and kind of interesting. Um, it's the polar opposite of Forspoken's UI. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, this is a Forspoken podcast now. <laughs> yeah. No and more I Star also, Wars or Halo podcast, Forspoken. I also liked the idea of players being able to create their own like parkour challenges that hmm. they could like set up themselves in the open world. So you can like You know what game you can, does like, that select so much better now, Wyatt? What? Death Strand. <laughs> I, I had this realization while I was playing. You can call Death Stranding parkour. No, but doing like player-led routes is Mirror's Edge Catalyst ah. tries to do things that Death Stranding does, which is a, it's weird to compare these games because they're like eight years apart. So functionally, there's a lot of differences. But we do have to we do have to state that Catalyst did come out first. So yeah, like Catalyst it's not like it was a trying a long to, time ago. It's, it's it, like it was trying to rip off so Death Stranding. What, what you're what you're saying yeah. is Death Stranding is ripping off Mirror's what Edge. What I'm Catalyst. saying is Death Stranding <laughs> is a very open game with a lot of wilderness, and so players can very easily create their own routes by creating like their own infrastructure with the bridges and whatnot. In mm. Mirror's Edge, you have to do the preset routes because you can't come up with like a new path to something. You can't do it yeah. because if it, if it hasn't been designed, it's not there. Yeah. So it, it really has a bunch of problems with that because you really you can't even compete with other players until the end of the game because you need the parkour upgrades to be able to compete on a fair playing field. Yeah. So uh -huh. the skill system actively works against it in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. It's a um, lot of things then, combined here to make me not like this game. Yeah. And then I I think the other thing that I noticed that I quite liked too, um, in terms of the combat, like even though overall I wasn't a huge fan of it, I did like that they gave you the option to 
attack people, but mostly get them out of the way to keep your flow going. So, like, your heavy attacks are there if you really want to sit there and beat the crap out of people, but they do give you the light attack option where it's, like, push this guy out of the way. You or don't like... lose speed when you do it. I liked that they gave you that option and that I m much preferred doing that than just, like, staying in one place and running in a circle. Yeah, like my said. issue is that they so heavily incentivize you to do combat by, like, forcing you into rooms with a bunch of people just in the middle of the path you need to go through. It just... Yeah, it, it feels like there were two different teams of people working on this game, and they didn't know what type of game they were making. Yeah. And so yeah. the game is constantly clashing with itself. I'd almost say this, it's the same problem that like Watch Dogs Legion had, of you have like a story going on, and then you have the whole immersive sim, like play random different characters thing that just don't really fit together in a great way, even though they're both on yeah. their own fine. Um, less than the yeah. sum of its parts is maybe a good way to put that and then i also and this is mostly the first game but i do like the runner's vision which is like a staple of of the of these two games oh, it's cool. a really interesting idea especially if you if you change it in the settings where it's like the classic version instead of yeah, like the the modified the stuff off because the the mirrors edge catalyst version is like oh it highlights the objects but it also just tells you exactly where to run like it gives you like a little like outline of faith, of faith in where she's running. Whereas in, in the first game, and they have a mode for it in Catalyst, it basically just highlights the object, the like the objects that you should interact with in red, oh. which makes the the I didn't know which that. yeah, and it makes like the the white walls so and, much more and all this stuff doing way more the, the default. Yeah, I think it's a good way of having a like contextual like objective marker without it just blatantly telling you where to go. It almost feels like and it's not like you have to use thing it. as like the wind and goes to Tsushima. I was about yeah, I was yeah, gonna yeah. Uh, mention that too, and it's 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 nice too because it's like well this is the way that we're recommending you get to this spot, but you can do other ones if you want to. It just helps you. It just kind of helps guide you to where you're supposed to go, roughly. Yep. Uh, All right, I'm gonna end our, our Mirror's Edge Catalyst segment there because we've talked about this game for a long time, and it's time to move on. Right. So Wyatt, what is your next positivity pick? time? Yay. Um. Well. I kind There's of like the idea good. of picking more games that we can play together. Um, and also, I'm trying to play more games that are out of my uh, comfort zone this year. That's one of my yeah. my uh, mini gamer New Year's resolutions. So my next game is Age of Empires 4. Interesting. Ah. <laughs> yeah. ah. It'll be a, a hard game to get an opinion on <laughs> in the amount yeah. of time that we play these ones, I think. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, who wants to go next, or do we want me to take it? Also, is Alex is Alex's camera glitching out for anyone else, or is it just nope, me? That's just you. Uh oh. No, he's, okay. Cool. He's normal. It, oh no. Oh yeah. He's like stuck in a pose. <laughs> There's a bunch of like horrific looking staticky garbage on yep, his. Yep, that's it's, just it's pretty. You. <laughs> oh okay, no. Cool. I'll make it a funny one for you, Wyatt. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I can go next. Uh, go ahead, Brett. So for. My game uh, for these these last two months, uh, I picked Ghost Song, uh, which is a a indie Metroidvania. But unlike most indie Metroidvanias, the Metroid part of the Metroidvania is in all caps, and the Vania is, is very small, uh, which I feel like that sets it apart from a lot of other ones because most uh, indie Metroidvanias just. They they do just feel like a Castlevania reskin sometimes, which is not always a problem because Symphony of the Night is a great game. 
We also uh, haven't gotten any Castlevania games in a hot minute. Yeah, it's been a <laughs> yeah, long <exactly>. time. <laughs> um, but, you know, after a while, a lot of them feel kind of samey. And that's what I was worried that this one was going to be. Uh, but there's not a lot of, uh, of specifically Metroid copycats. And I think this one does it pretty well. Um, it's not the greatest game ever made. There are parts where you can very much tell that it was made by two guys. I think they're brothers. Um, I forget. Uh, but I, I ended up finishing it all the way through. Uh, I know I'm not the only one that finished it all the way yep. through, but I did at least one also ending. finished it. <laughs> yeah. Got one ending. There, there's yeah, apparently I, I multiple. Yeah, there's two. They're really least. not that different. Oh, there's just two? All right. <laughs> Don't worry too much. Um, but yeah, you play as, uh, as, uh, deceptively dead adorable dead suit. Uh, I find, I found her very endearing because I, yeah. I was kind of expecting to have more of like a robot-y voice, but she just kind of sounds like, like Violet from Violet Evergarden is just very, <laughs> I, li like, I like how, God, there, there was this one just adorable character moment like three quarters of the way through the game where she just suddenly learns sass and uses it with another character for one yeah, line. Yeah, it's funny. It's very, it's very She has cute. so much character to her. It's so good. Yeah, we're, we're not, uh, like, we're not going to spoil anything for the ending because it's just for yeah. technically the first two hours. But there's, 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 they, they do the, the, the usual twists on the, the robot becomes more human thing um, that are, are, are as satisfying as they always are, which I think just this game having voice acting period was a surprise to me at least. Oh yeah, what everyone else thought. It's good. It's good yeah. voice acting. Like when indies usually have voice acting, it can kind of be like, oh, I would just just give me a text box. And not with like I appreciate known people either. This is a yeah relatively up and comer group of voice actors from what I could find. So definitely good voice acting. And they're uh, all really good the gameplay a little <laughs> yeah. bit, Brett. Yes, because we got a Metroid like here. I would even say more than Metroidvania. This is just a Metroid like. We've got pretty much. <laughs> we got a bunch of Metroid mechanics, uh, with some interesting twists. You have your little gun arm, except your gun arm this time overheats. Oh, it's and such it does a cool more mechanic. damage the closer you are. But when it overheats, your melee weapon will do more damage. So you have like mm -hmm. this nice flow in between different weapons, which is great because I remember distinctly thinking they don't tell you about the overheating for a little while. You kind of just have to figure it out. And I was, like, going through the game, and right before I got the tutorial for overheating, I was like, man, wouldn't it be really cool if you overheated and, like, your melee got more powerful? And then I got the tutorial what? for that, and I just sat in, in silence all happy for a minute. <laughs> of like, these are some smart developers. Because, very I, because satisfying. at first I was like, man, this overheating thing is obnoxious, and I don't like it, and they, like, way overtuned it. And then when I realized, I was like... Oh, especially because later <laughs> okay. on they give you things. Okay. You can, if you want to, you can just spec into overheating. <laughs> yep. So your melee is. I, the main I thing. didn't. I wanted to get overheated as soon as possible so I exactly. could just power up my melee abilities. Yeah. I'm just like yeah. nothing into gun. Oh, something. Nothing into gun. I'm going all melee, baby. You, they have upgrades you could get that either make your overheating happen less often or more often. So you can be like, hey, mm -hmm. I want to overheat more often so I can use the melee more, or I want to stay further away so I can overheat less and have a longer range. Um, yeah. There's like a fun element of build crafting here. Once you and find really good, some things around the world, there's not like too many weapons, I'd say. But there's what weapon, what alternate weapons you can have for for melee stuff. There's a really good variety. Yeah, they're very satisfying to use too because they're all they're all, they're all very different as well. There, there's no like duplicates of each other. They're all very very I, different. And so, at least I know the my favorite weapon 
at least had had a separate running attack. Did do other weapons have a separate a running attack for do. you guys? Um, I don't want to say any of them because some of them might be spoilers. But a, a couple of the like big chunky melee weapons have mm -hmm. running animations. There, there's really fun combos you can pull off with with the mm -hmm. melee stuff, and especially you know comboing into them with getting overheated and things. Very yeah. very very satisfying to pull off. Got to get that there's green another... goop. The green gloop. <laughs> There's another. Uh, uh, the the upgrades are like Hollow Knight style, like shells or whatever. Things you can slot into an energy you have in your suit to, yeah. to use. And there, there's one of those, I think it's one of those that you can get that enables like a heavy charged attack for, for certain yeah. weapons. So that, that's yet another move that you could do with, with melee, which is pretty cool. Um, so like, and on top of that, you still have your, your regular old Super Metroid, your missiles that all have like, you can spawn little blobs that jump around and damage enemies you can just oh, yeah. fire regular missiles you can have another gun that uses your uh not oh the enemy. gun side quest yes there, there's also a a gun that you can get as a melee weapon which is pretty cool but no specifics for that because yeah. that's spoilers there's also hey you um, don't want to have a melee weapon you can have a little thing that floats around you and shoots at things for you you don't want to have you, either so after you guys got the rockets did you use any other Oh, yeah. uh, weapon firing type for sure. I stayed with the um, rockets found, the entire I a thing time. In the corner I always that let you spawn like little bees that attack things. I use that for the rest of the game. Oh, <laughs> really? Oh, oh. That's cool. <laughs> because for some um, of the, some of the big bosses, this is my like one nitpick with the game is some of the the boss encounters are not great. I would say they're relatively simple. Um, they're nowhere near as challenging as something like Hollow Knight, uh, which is probably a plus well, for a lot I, of I people. I think overall, Hollow Knight also gets <laughs> yeah. a lot faster, and you're not able to go yeah. really fast yes. in, in Ghost Song, so it has to... It You're, you're not going to be as agile as a character, so I think they had to compensate Yeah, for, but there were a couple of issues fight. that I ended up having with boss fights that don't really show in the rest of the game. I think the rest of the combat is largely fine. But in some of the boss fights, contact damage becomes a problem, because it's hard Seriously. to judge how far <laughs> yeah. you're actually going to dash. And there is one boss in particular that has, like, a really huge weapon behind him. And will oh, there's God, no, like, turning that... animation. So it'll just turn around, and then you'll yeah, be in and... the hitbox for the weapon, and you'll die. Yeah. He, he yeah. was incredibly aggravating for that one boss. And so that's he, why he I switched to the B weapon, is because the B would just kill the boss for me. <laughs> I, I way. I, I think that's the time when I put on the the aspect that um or the the mod that gives you the invulnerability after dashing. Yeah, yeah I had that on took it off. I'm just like, yeah, this is Same. this is a bit of a necessity. A little bit, yeah. Which I like. Uh, Metroid had things like that too, so it makes it makes sense, yeah. and it's kind of cool that you can not use them if you want to do a challenge run. Um, but yeah, there's that. That's that's the thing is that like when when I say that you can tell that this is made by like two guys and help from other people it that's not meant to be like an insult at all because i think what when we talk when people talk about like really good indie games with like your your classic one guy dev or like really small team like signalis or something when people talk about that i feel like it it kind of gets lost that that's not just a thing that happens all the time that like signalis being a masterpiece is like a god that's a miracle it is a godsend it's it's incredible that those people worked really hard that's not going to happen for every single game developed by like two or three people well speaking uh, of the 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 two to three game dev team here we should also say that they're still working on the game right they said that yeah they're, they're still, still adding yeah stuff. so there was some information i found and this is the other minor nitpick because three of us finished this game obviously it was good enough for us all to finish it aside from mm -hmm. wyatt 
<laughs> who's kind of hanging out in the corner right now as we go deep into Ghost Song. <laughs> I'm curious what how before I talk about some of the the stuff production stuff outside of it. How far did you get in Ghost Song? What was your, uh, oh, your stopping man. point? Uh, so I played this one a, a little while ago, and I'm going to be honest with you, my memory's a little little fuzzy. Um, oh God, parts. I had uh, no. I don't think so. Because <laughs> a lot of it is just exploring, and you can go Did to. Did you get like, to lots of the, the bit with other NPCs to interact with? It is decently into the game, so you may not have. It, it does no, take a while, yeah, but... no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, you were pretty Did you... quick. Did you get to the lab? That's like five minutes into the game. <laughs> wait, 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 the, wait, wait, the lab, wait, wait. Hold, hold the on. first save point is what he's asking. Oh, that's what you meant. I didn't know that's what it was called. Yes, <laughs> obviously. There's, than, there's also more than one lab in the game <laughs> that are confusingly oh, yeah. named, so I don't blame you. I didn't, um, I didn't know that's what that was called. Yes, of course. Did you stop just because you time, or was it a thing of, like, you hit a thing you didn't like and you stopped? I think it was or a was combination it of... I, I think it was a combination of time and a combination of... My my only thing with these like Metroidvania games is sometimes because I'm an idiot, I sometimes I'm just walking around trying to figure out where to go. Sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm getting I'm getting a little impatient. Where the hell am I supposed to go? <laughs> and that's not really the fault of the game at all. Like to be clear, I'm just an idiot. So. Well, I mean, you're also you are also working on you are playing some of the Castlevania games, right? I think you said something about that. Uh, uh or... here and there, yeah. Um, and I'm and I'm having the same issue there. To be to be honest with you, um, yeah, that's that's just if you're bouncing off of that part of this genre, they may not be your your favorite games. Um, yeah. it is unfortunately a side effect of a lot of it because I I do find that was another yeah. thing with Ghost Song. Some of the like finding a new area parts are a little bit more tedious than they should be because they rely on a couple of spots. They have things hidden in invisible walls. Yeah. They do like yes. areas you have to open up through things that are just hard to see sometimes. Yeah, there's um, there's a little map jank where I believe I, I was talking with you guys about this. Yeah. There's a door on the mini map, or there's a door on the map that you can see that where there isn't a door. In it's just the a game misaligned like way. map tile, which should yeah. be above it. Yeah. Uh, and it, those are like the little polished things that you kind of can figure out. This is an indie project and not a, a larger studio because some of these things have slipped through the cracks and they will. I think for people that don't already like this genre, impact you a little bit. But this is also the group that really, at least Alex, Brett, and I tend to really like these types of games. Mm -hmm. um, I know Deedlet was the the other Game Pass Games Club game that oh, I finished yeah. was Deedlet and Wonder Labyrinth, which was also an excellent Metroidvania. Really, really yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think do. It, it's still very good, but yeah. little and I do cracks to show. Yeah, and and I do remember too. I for some reason I don't know why. And again, I feel like this is more me than the game, but I there was something about the jumping in this game that I just could not wrap my head around. It just I had such a tough time. I remember so um after Wasn't you that get the, your, the edges your like of some platforms are hard to see because of the way the like art overlaps. That must have been I think that was part of it, but also I I specifically remember so like after you get your like dash ability, right? You're able to go to access that area where you first see spikes, like mm -hmm. like your first spiked pit. I had such a hard time jumping. Like, I don't know why. It's just I would like jump, and then it felt like I would like slide right off the edge, right into the spikes, and then I try and hop back out. I don't know what it was. I really don't. And again, I I don't think it was the game at all because clearly you guys are like, what the hell are you talking about? But 
I'm already not great at 2D platformers at the best of times, and for some reason I just couldn't wrap my head around this one. I, 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 I don't know. If you ask, if you're gonna ask me questions about why, I don't know. <laughs> I, I was very thankful to finally get the wall jumping or the the wall yeah. Yeah. bit. Because it's hard to know. I think games like Hollow Knight do a better job at telegraphing where are areas that you cannot get to yet. Mm, yeah. Ghost Song, it, because of the way the map is laid out, where you're kind of backtracking to a central area repeatedly and kind of going out in like this, you're going out from a central bit into further bits. You have to kind of guess where you should be going next. And because you don't have like an easy way of getting to most areas, it's a lot harder to know hey, should I be over here or over here? Like, what is the spot to look for here? Because there's a lot yeah. of different areas to go to, and they're all on different sides of the map, and so you have to travel a long time to get to any of them. I, this, I did... this, I think, is more in the, the, the nitpick area for me, where um, for fast traveling, uh, would I, I at least, no, I, I know would, would you guys say. have preferred <laughs> that they show the points on the map instead yes, of just yeah, in empty space. <laughs> I, I feel I like I keep that... traveling to the wrong one. I'm just like, oh, I need to I It doesn't impact over. anything because you can just do it again, but it is just yeah. very yeah. odd. What we're talking about is the fast travel menu, which you, you can fast travel to some of the big like robot-y things. Uh, not every save point, but a, a big a selection of them you can fast travel to. There's yeah. a little thing like map to fast travel, except there's no art on it, so it's just like points yeah. arrayed in like a square. I feel like that's either like a holdover from Metroid because I can't remember what that screen looks like from any Super Metroid game off the top of my head, or it might just be a mistake. I don't know <laughs> because it's weird. It didn't. It was. It's. It's nitpick level. It didn't make me yeah. mad, but it didn't make me go like. It made me oh, be like, huh? Place. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It. It didn't annoy it, me, but it was, it was like, a, huh? This is that's odd. It, I was. <laughs> it's always weird, and then I'll sometimes get a chuckle out of it. I'm just like, oh, yeah. Oh, silly me. But yeah, also, I, I, I do think. Oh, go ahead, Wyatt. I don't know if this changes at all, but one thing, because one thing I did play before playing this was I, for some reason, I had the desire to check out the Metroid Dread demo again. I don't know why I was like, oh, maybe, maybe I'll find this kind of. So I played that right, and then coming into Ghost Song, one thing that I thought was interesting was like you have your map, and it tells you like which you know oh this is like a door that leads to another map segment mm -hmm. right, but it doesn't tell you the exact like platforms within the area you're in it's just kind of this blank room with yeah. like the different pathways going everywhere i feel like it would have been so helpful to have that like topography in there where it's like hey the like here's yeah. this platform here's this wall i, I feel like there's definitely some bits where you know it's trying to be more maze-like and if they showed that in the mini map it would defeat the purpose of mm -hmm. That that exploration bit, but I do I do understand mm -hmm. that sentiment. I think I think that was the other issue I was having when it came to like where am I supposed to go? Because <laughs> like it doesn't tell you like hey there's this door up here, but like how do I get I I don't I don't understand. I think it's also a point this doesn't have like a strong initial objective like Metroid usually does. It, you yeah. kind of have to there explore was, um, until you stumble upon the main quest. I I really <laughs> enjoyed this game in the later stages. I w I will say I think I, I was talking with Brett about this. I. I had a really hard time starting the game. It felt like a really steep curve to because mm. uh, it was yeah, there. There was no entirely clear objective. Uh, if you go to the left instead of the right, there's something that's just going to body you. Yeah, there's that's a, what I did. That was my first thing. Is I was like, video you went game to logic the left tells me instead of the right. I did yeah. because every time I'm presented with that, it's like video Don't game I. logic tells me I have to go right. I want to go left. <laughs> it, it, this game has 
it and I th- I think in my opinion succeeds. It has the same thing as Elden Ring, where it's like I mean you you kind of mm-hmm. know you you gotta survive. Uh, there's a glowy thing in this direction. Uh, if you want to go the other way, you see how fast uh, something comes through the screen and kills your whole family. It's that's your fault. Um, I got the and- the, uh, the the nano gel over there though. I just hopped over the guy and just completely yeah. ignored him. <laughs> Which you, you can you can do. I didn't even bother. <laughs> but then also like that's it's the same thing as as all the the Souls games where you do that. You can go back later. You just kick their ass, and if you feel mm. good for going back and murdering them, um, <laughs> the same way that they would to you. Uh, but I, yeah, it's 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 another it's a lot of things piling on top of each other that aren't for anyone and also handled by people that I I don't know. This is probably their first game of this scale and of this kind of like release. Uh, but I don't know that 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 being said, I I mean I finished it one yeah. day maybe it, was, a, was a pretty big success from my understanding and at least in terms of game pass of a mm. lot of people really like this game uh and i'm, I'm we, a, one of them so i get it have we have we talked about the art style at all because the I art style oh, it's gorgeous i was i was waiting for us to get there yeah incredible yeah also yeah. um that one save point is gonna give me nightmares <laughs> this is a sentence with no context out. You need... I can't say anything because it might spo- it might be considered a spoiler, but it okay. is it's a nightmarish save point. I don't I mean, I was... want to go to that section. I know, I know what you're talking about. I mean, about. I, I don't know about, about any, I don't know about like, any and, spooky and, and uh... the dead suit says it. She's just like, Oh. Yeah. I don't know about there, any... just like, yeah. I don't know about any spooky save points, but I wanted to touch on I, I loved the combination of 2D art in like the background and then 3D, parallaxing and then, Parallax, and then parallaxing. but then they use but then they use like like 3D objects in the foreground to make it pop out at you more like I, I remember seeing some like it was like a tree root or something you could see it in the background like the with the but then like it pops out at you with a 3D model in the foreground which mm-hmm. is something I hadn't really seen before and it was super cool <laughs> yeah it works great um yeah art style is lovely I think they have a good variety too it's not like a this doesn't feel like a low budget game for the most part i think aside from the boss fights those are really your only indication of like a time or budget restriction of these boss fights definitely don't feel as like cinematic as they could be uh because there's like there's like one boss with a move where it teleports except it just kind of like appears and then the sound plays on top of the air and then it just falls oh god Uh, my my only complaint with it really is that if uh, there were a couple moments where there was like a glowy plant and it seemed like it was an interactable object in some way and it wasn't and it was just part of the environment but it seemed like it, it seemed like there there should be something I should do with it they are important which they but they're narratively oh, okay. important not interactively okay. important uh, okay you're wondering about uh okay. yeah in my, my the thing we were talking about earlier with the are you talking about the god seeds I don't know. I, I no, don't know what we're they talking are. about. The, just... the like fungal gr- plants that grow out of ah. yeah the things that are they're explained in the in the story. Um, there are a few things going on with this game still. So the devs have said they're releasing some more content in the future. Uh, the only I think issue that I feel like most of us had is we felt like the game could have used a little bit more in the ending department of maybe like an epilogue yeah. or just something because it just kind of stops. <laughs> At the end. Yeah, and it it, it, feels, it feels very bad. abrupt. Yeah, because everything leading up to it is really good, and 
you know, de depending on one of the endings you get, uh, which I realized afterward, you might not even get to fight everything necessarily. Um, oh. Which I, I don't, and it's not like a. And nobody like the the, like a, the final fight that you have. Not spoiling it is just kind of super easy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. You're talking final final um, fight or final. Final, final. The, the last combat encounter of the game is just oh, kind of extremely easy. Okay, um, I I think I did something different than you did then. I don't think you did. I think, I think I've think i seen both endings and I believe they're the same. Unless there's a third one I don't know about, uh, which I'll, I don't I'll, believe there is. I'll, I'll have to ask you about we'll this. We'll run it back afterwards. I don't yeah. think we have. What might have happened is that I explored more because to get the secret ending, you have to do a bunch of exploration inside areas. Mm -hmm. And so I might have been higher level when I got to it, and so it might have been easy to me when it wasn't to you. Uh, but it was at least, like, very simple attack patterns, and it wasn't, like, a boss of any narrative importance. It was just kind of, like, a thing there. Like, mm -hmm. okay. All right. <laughs> that's that's a fight. Hmm. Alex, you look so I, confused. I'm so excited I, to learn I, what, I, what, I, is, what yeah, was Yeah, at first, I, I, I think we might be on the same page, but I still have questions about the that. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I have a feeling uh, at least a Brett and I that was not a well because I, I didn't do the the super secret ending because oh, I you did the regular like, ending. Well, yeah, because I was like, there's got to be something more here, right? And then I found out that there was, and I was like, I'll do this, I'll do this later. I, I, I googled it afterwards and I figured out. I googled it afterwards and I found out I was one step really away from doing different. the secret We're ending. Making a big like, deal oh, out of it, it's not as big of a whoops. deal as it seems. Okay, because I I know I know the story significance of it, and it's just kind of like. Oh well, I wish I knew that, but okay. And that—that's what I learned the story significance. But none of the no character ever talks about the key piece of information that unlocks the secret ending. That's the yes. big thing. Is and that like you, you like... learn a key piece of information as a player and as a character that you then just never bring up and is never explained, mm -hmm. and then the game is over. <laughs> and it's it, that's that's what leads me to kind of think that it's it's weird. Like it depends on what they add. Like you can't add like a like a next part that happens after because just kind of by how it ends that's like conceptually yeah. it's a good ending you just kind of have to patch it in needs a little bit of, of explanation ending. adding um it doesn't need like a full-blown sequel like if you were gonna do more after the game it would probably have to be a sequel yeah rather than just dlc uh whereas it, it, it's odd because the the reason we're talking about this is the devs posted on the steam forums that um, they were working on more content, but the ending is the way it is for a reason, which is cryptic enough for me to be like, well, what's the reason? Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. super curious what that means. Uh, but yeah, well, I think overall, it's, it's almost... this game were very good. Yeah, yeah. Any other final thoughts on Ghost Song? Play it. Um, you should play it. This absolutely yeah, gets a recommendation. It's, it's very good. Um, all, we, we didn't shout out the, uh, the sound or the music at all, and I think Ooh, that right. needs to happen. Mm -hmm. I've never been mm -hmm. so happy to be deafened by stomach gurgling noises <laughs> uh, until until playing Ghost Song because there's just some tunnels where just like this soundscape and the vibes are just yep. turned up to twelve, and I was like, I'm not even I'm not even mad. It's whenever oh. I just turned up like a PC mm -hmm. game for the first time and the menu music is blasting at me because I haven't changed the sound yeah. segments yet. I I get upset because it scares the crap out of me. But it, this this happens completely atmospherically i'm like you know what that this yeah. is this is cool i like this yeah it's great i what, was what about I those was... little touches where if you're going through like a certain type of enemy a lot 
uh, it'll just cover you in viscera from yeah, that certain type yeah. of enemy. That's very cool. And I remember, too, the, the first time that I died, I was surprised because the, the best way to describe the sound, your death sound, is violent. It just sounds like this <laughs> oh, violent yeah. scream. And I was like, a oh, machine God. God screeching. <laughs> yeah. And it, 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 it like, I was kind of, made me a little scared almost. I was like, oh god <laughs> very weird very pleasantly like it. off-putting it was it was like no. disgusting <laughs> all right brett you know what's next what's your next game what's your all next right game? so on the on the train of us picking things that are not going to give off the greatest first impression within the first <laughs> hour um i uh i i, I want to have the discussion specifically of which has the better opening Persona 5 or Persona 4 Golden. Uh, so you're all going to play the first hour-ish of Persona 4 Golden. I know you've already played it before, Ryan. Uh, oh, I was going to pick this game. If you did... <laughs> oh, well, good. Uh, because I'm, I'm playing it anyway, and I'm absolutely loving it. Spoilers. But I, I yeah, that that discussion specifically, because we'll all have played the beginning of, of 5 and 4 by that point, and it's, they're completely different in literally every way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's... Is cool. not everyone going to hate me at the beginning of four? No, you'll find oh, out. Everyone's actually really friendly. <laughs> Yay! Completely different. Who is this bottom feeding trash? Get him out of here! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Alex, do you want to go next, or do you want me to go next? I'll leave it up to I'll, you. I'll go next. I'll go next. Right. Uh, the game that I picked for everyone to play these past two months was Pentiment. Which was another uh, very fun sort of. I, I I was following my in my my footsteps of picking pr uh, procession to Calvary before <laughs> and picking those insanely uh, cool art stylized history inspired uh, art style. Yeah, history inspired <laughs> yeah. art style. Which there's another one coming to Game Pass, but just not in time yeah, for yeah. me to Ink pick it right you. now. Next time, yeah. next next, next <laughs> time. <laughs> um, and I'm gonna have you play it because oh boy. <laughs> um uh yeah this this one uh god what's the what's the best way to describe the art style medieval manuscript i think is again with, yeah, with this one as well yeah it's a little bit more stylized this, this is not a one-to-one yeah. -one translation like procession to calvary is this is more of yeah. a, a a modern take on that style um mm -hmm. still with like some very bright colors and whatnot and it. it looks it looks great and it's very fitting because you play as an artist who like does these type of uh, manuscript things and, and, and paintings and, and stuff like that. Yeah. He's working to complete his masterpiece at the Abbey. Um, very interesting type of game. It's like a point and click narrative point, adventure. Point and click type of game. Mm -hmm. Emphasis on the narrative type of adventure because a really interesting system that you can interact with in the game that I think its main sort of like puzzle element is, is... Uh, interacting with dialogue and and writing mm, yeah. and things like mm -hmm. that. It's it's the 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 vibes that it immediately gave off of, off for me. Like the the other I guess sort of game that I was thinking it was like when I was playing it uh, was how, interacting with Morrowind's dialogue, sort of in in yeah we're kind of like digging into information things together, and yeah. learning information. Um, for sure, this actually reminded me a lot of I think Chinatown Detective Agency in a weird mm -hmm. way of. That type of, of format where you're kind of uncovering a mystery as you're going and having to find pieces of it, uh, but combined with a little bit of like Disco Elysium spice of you have very different skills you need to use to choose yeah. paths. 
Uh, yeah, it's RPG. You can you you build up your character's personality. There's different yeah. backgrounds and things you can choose that come into <laughs> in handy later. So like you can know it's, different languages, so you can read things from certain areas, but you'll find things that you can't read and all sorts of fun stuff like that. Uh, and it's pretty detailed. It's not you're not like picking stat choices. You're picking background information. It works very yeah. well, uh, and it's important. It comes up a lot. Um, and at least very like, fun uh, humor too. I think yeah. the thing that stands out is like this bits where, especially with languages, you know you don't have that information because like I don't know this language, but with the other stuff, I have no idea with what what the other classroom choices <laughs> for like your your university background would affect here. I have no if idea because there hasn't been like a thing where I've been like that's missing. Yeah, if there's anything that uh, Obsidian knows how to do really well. It's branching storylines. <laughs> they Seriously. they know their shit. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy because it's so it's just so consistent. Like you really yeah. like you said around you don't feel like 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 and it wouldn't even be a bad thing if you felt the gap. Like it would just be like, oh well, this is where you could go if you knew the other thing. Or yeah, I think it's, like, I it's also because I chose two stats that I think are very important in the early game area. Of I chose like the earth and stars and then oh yeah what did, what did you guys build your character as so there was, was like very important biology and earth and star stuff very quickly <laughs> i'm i'm trying to remember yeah i think i did earth and stars i think i also uh studied in italy or i or i traveled in italy um mm. and then oh god what was the other one i did i forget now <laughs> i think oh, i did the what did you do the... there did you do any fun did you go to parties i did art uh, yeah, that's, that I, I, think, I think that one. Yeah. So I was like, he's an artist. I'm an artist. I he seems really... driven. You yeah, know. <laughs> uh, but I, I did uh, the the lowlands or whatever gives you knowledge about like Dutch and some other yeah, thing. Yeah, that's what I did. Uh, I did the, then... the the French area. I think it, I think mm. it was French. Got a nice spread. So, there, there's one. Yeah. Like that. Uh, and then I did a uh, logician because I'm bad at math in real life. <laughs> and <laughs> got a little uh, of the fantasy of being good at math. Yeah, and a cult <laughs> because I wanted people to be mad at me because I was like, they're yeah. they're, they're talking up God like crazy. It's this time period. I want He's to literally written in red yeah. on everyone's dialogue. Which yeah, is, yes, well, it's great because really the way it does the text when like the word God, Christ, Lord, or whatnot is said in that context, it will not fill the word in and then do like the second printing stamp of the word being filled yes. in because they would print them in two passes. So you yeah. get like the actual second printing of the word, which is very cool. There's lots of little details yes, like that that I loved. I we. <sighs> This game gets an 11 out of 10 for presentation. I think that's like Seriously. the big thing. This game, like, it was so charming and it, it just, it feels like it's thought of everything. I love the hyperlinks where you can click certain things yeah. and it'll tell you more information. It is so sneakily an educational game and I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. And the good thing, that that's great. Cool on controller too, because I, so I played yeah. most of this with controller. Um, you can press select at any time and it'll bring up like this little menu that'll just tell you about what's on screen if you have like a little red underline thing and it like has different art on it depending on how many things yeah. you have selected. It looks great. But it's great too because it allows everyone in this world to speak more accurately to the time period and it yeah. also skips out on a lot of awkward like I call it dial exposition where it's people talking and trying to fill in the viewer or the player on like important exactly. context that doesn't feel choose... like a natural conversation. Was, you, like, can you can just... choose all the expedition exposition you want because you yeah. can actively, you know, it's, choose, I it's... want to know more about this one. It's fa it's fantastic. I also love to whenever someone like yells or they're trying to like um they're they're 
they're like yeah if they yell you can hear like the you can see the ink splotches on their like um mm-hmm. yeah. on the word bubble too which is just like you didn't even have to do that but, but oh, there are so great. different fonts depending on the background of the person talking yes. yeah yes yeah. Was so so cool. I, and it'll, I, it'll I change have... when you learn more about someone too sometimes yeah. it's yeah. so sick i i do i did have to tone that down a little bit in the settings for it to be yeah, legible it is, if you're dyslexic this, that will be a nightmare but you can turn it off or you cannot yeah. turn it off, but you turn it to a different font so that's much easier to read. It's like looking mm-hmm. at the word minimum in cursive. Yeah. <laughs> the difficulty reading it uh, is part of the charm for me. <laughs> I think I it's think, its own puzzle. And and I the presentation is so great because it works so well with its uh with, with its like accessibility too and its and its functionality, right? Yeah. I think the only thing that I would have wanted that it doesn't have, and not that this is a huge detriment to the game, but I feel like another like would have Another thing that would have been nice to have is like if you could scroll back. At least I couldn't find anything. This might be in the game, and I couldn't find it. But a way to scroll back during a conversation to like reread certain things, yeah, like or maybe click back to a character that would have been appreciated. You have a glossary. Well, I think you do have a note don't have a text like log. Um, like in a lot of these, for. like what? Yeah, like if you're playing, I don't know if anyone has played like a like a. Um, uh, it is in every game other type of game that I've played that yeah. has this. It, and so you can, you can like scroll back and stuff. And yeah. It was, not it was the only it. thing, and I don't think it's necessary at all, and I don't think it's this huge like criticism or anything. I just feel like it would have been nice to have. <laughs> but yeah, it's that's easier really... to like, accidentally double press a button or something and just miss a block of text that might yeah. have had a critical mm-hmm. information. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I would like to see a text log, especially because they only use three of the buttons on the controller face buttons. Two of them do the same thing. So just toss that in as the third button or the fourth button, you yeah. know, give us an option. Uh, yeah. um, Another thing. Can we all agree on a uh, screw that snot nose brat who let the sheep out? <laughs> <laughs> Good old Martin. Really have a rough old Martin. go of it. Uh, did everyone get to the mystery or did most people stop before? Because the, myst- the main mystery I... is pretty deep into it. I <laughs> didn't. I'm almost at the dinner party. Okay. So it yeah, happens very soon that. after that. Yeah, it, um, I did notice that it, you don't have a driving force for a while in this enough to like. I think I think it took a solid two and a half hours to get to it. Um, yeah, a lot of that might have been that I was playing relatively slow, which is a thing that this shares with the next game that we're going to talk about. Um, it plays slow. Yeah, I think the when you get to the big mystery, it's very interesting. I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, that was. I kind of wish it was a little bit faster getting to that point, but at the same time, the slow burn to the point makes it more, better because you get more information ahead of time and have more context for what's going on. Um, I, yeah, that's the only little nitpick I have. I'm actually going to be playing more of this game. I'm I'm, I'm parrying your nitpick, your nitpick, and then sending it flying off into the cosmos <laughs> because I actually, Ooh. I so I I didn't even read anything. About the, I just started playing, and I was just like, I I didn't even realize like. Oh, where's where's my driving force to do this? What am I doing? I was just like completely sucked in and brainwashed for like See, two and a half hours. I was playing. I, and my, I agree my with mom you, Brett, but I feel like, like oh, what's this. I feel like the average game player is going to completely write this game off because of that oh, long them, time. You know what? Let sure, them, let them rid it off. But <laughs> I, it's, I'm it's l- just... less talking about myself and more about I think it, this would have attracted more people. Otherwise. Probably. But I, I I will say this this did make me very happy even when there wasn't like humorous things happening like when there, there's and this is towards the beginning so it's not even I mean 
it's not story relevant at all so it's not a spoiler but like there's a segment where you're uh helping um the nun that runs the library collect the the books that are strewn uh, around the uh the the scriptorium uh and you know she needs them because they are you know they belong in the library and they've been out for too long uh and as you give them back to her like the page of the book will open and it'll be like covered in uh latin or whatever and then like a picture will be there and your character will walk over one of the characters that's depicted and like take up the same pose and the the nun will walk over to someone on the other side and take up their pose and you just have a conversation mm. about the work and it's like I I I've, I've read and great. translated the entire Aeneid in high school, and now people are <laughs> finally talking about it. That's it was worth it. Oh my god! <laughs> but it, it was so cool, and they have conversations like that are weirdly uh, the the one that stands out to me is the the one about the Aeneid because uh, I, I think Illuminara is yeah. um the the librarian's name the nun um the librarian she's. She's talking and like when when the conversation starts, like, oh, dear, this can be handled very poorly, where the the conversation of, oh, ancient myth handles female characters so poorly, all like one note and whatever. And it's very easy to write that in a way where it just gets a bunch of eye rolls and is unsuccessful, but they handle it well. And your character is just like, oh, yeah, you know, that does really good point. And and uh, yeah, that's a really good point. And I'm not going to uh, even try to like battle you on that. But also yeah. at the same time, here's why that's like that. And I like talk about it back and forth. It's so interesting. It's so yeah. cool. I loved it so much. What you're saying is it's not Velma. It's not <laughs> Velma. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. I would ask you the most cursed words away from this podcast. <laughs> oh my god! But We're I, talking I hope there's about more... a good piece of media now. <laughs> I hope there's more stuff like this as the game goes on because it starts with yeah, like a I dream sequence yeah. with with like a kind of heightened reality and stuff. I would imagine the king as and trying... the devil and the fool and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I'd imagine as you're trying to solve a case, you'd probably go into like some some modern mm-hmm. uh, Sherlock Holmes movie where Ooh. you're like imagining the scenario or whatever. Like, I just I just want to see that. I want to see yeah. that so bad. I don't know how the thing long I the really game is. liked about uh, when the case starts up, and I, I won't spoil any of this, but the the thing for the first part of the game, you're largely you only ever have two things to choose between for the most part of the opening. Mm-hmm. Once you get to the case, you, it's a lot more open in that you have like five leads to follow. You can only follow one of them on that oh. first day. So you have to like prioritize what you're following and you're at, you know that you're going to miss information because yeah. things are going to change over the next few days. You're not going to know like what's where, who's talked to who or what's, what's been around um so you have to like make choices and prioritize like who you're spending time with and what areas you're going to to know that you found what you need to find which was super interesting it made it a lot harder to kind of power game anything because you can be like well i'm i'm curious about this one specific thing and i have this the background to back that up so i'm gonna go investigate that was kind Mm -hmm. of my logic of like hey I, i know the biology thing let's go investigate the biology related thing first so that way i i have all the accurate information um, which was great because then you have like a really cool scene with a character that I hadn't really interacted with before and you get to learn more about them while you're also investigating. It's fun. It's a it's a good little lead in and I'm excited to see where the rest of them go over the course of the next yeah. days in the game. Genuinely, I feel like this game has a very good. I feel like a lot of games are kind of uh, 
scared to do it because it could be kind of frustrating. And so I'm kind of glad where they don't. Where like when it comes to branching paths of what could happen, I appreciated very much that like no spoilers on what happens, but there's a point in Elden Ring where you basically just get to choose the end. And if you have the requirements for it, you could you could have all the options between all of them. And so it doesn't you don't have to go back and redo a bunch of stuff or whatever. And it's oh, I feel like as a player, I'm worried about it because it could be frustrating to actually have like, OK, I made a choice like six in-game weeks ago and it's oh. still having repercussions right now that are only coming to light. But Pentiment does that like so satisfyingly that I, I can't be mad. And it does like, it the in a emotions... CRPG fashion of exactly yeah you know going in you cannot make every choice you're not going to see everything because people will like you or not like you based on what you do and so you have to deal with that and that mm -hmm. gives you a great reason to replay the game which is like this is my thing about replayability this is a great way to have built make a shorter game with more pathways yeah. through it especially for exactly. these narrative games where you can really do that and take advantage of the fact that people that are interested will replay the game to see the other options Mm -hmm. Like I'm already excited to learn like what if I was from Italy and then I did different choices and had like and I did the occult background next time what other information would I get how would it play out differently especially because I don't know if we're going to get a like solution to the myth to the, the mystery here of like yeah. are we going to know an actual solution is it going to be more of the thing where we have to pick someone and we don't know the correct answer because I, I think there's a lot of cool ways that could go. Since I'm min-maxing artists this playthrough, I think definitely the next one I'm going to go for is uh, is Socialite Slacker. Because mm. <laughs> you could do that too, yeah. Yeah. be fun. Mm -hmm. All right. Any other thoughts on Pentiment? I um, would absolutely recommend this one as well. <laughs> yeah, high, high recommend. Um, yeah. I, I like Obsidian that knows their stuff. you could just be, you know, talking to someone just be like, this, this guy's an asshole, I'm going to be an asshole to him. And then you say something mean... And the, the this will be remembered comes up on the screen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, oh. I'm actually curious. One more question: Do oh, people no. uh, buddy up to Lorenz, or did they get real angry at him at the start? I buddied up. I, I buddied up with two. I I had to. I he was too I, charismatic. I exactly. Yeah. His tutorial man. I had to be nice to him. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, Alex, what is your next game? Uh, following in Wyatt's footsteps of games that we will be playing together, I desperately want to beat the crap out of you guys and flail around all my appendages. It's time mm. for Gang Beasts. Finally time. Let's go! So, let's play some Gang Beasts. Yes! <laughs> Alright. I'm gonna throw you guys off a Ferris wheel. <laughs> and throw myself off in the process. You've always wanted to throw me off of a Ferris wheel, Alex. Let's be <laughs> honest. A hidden desire for a long time. Oh, not not that hidden. Not that hidden. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about our last game for this batch of games, which is Yakuza Zero. Finally, broke these lads into playing some Yakuza. It's about time. Oh, look! I've beaten this game uh, almost twice now. <laughs> I very much enjoy it. I think this is probably of the Yakuza games that I've played. I would I don't know if I'd say it's my favorite, but it's definitely up there. This is up there in in terms of which ones I would say are the best. It's a, it's a good middle ground where we're not in physics mayhem territory yet. We're still in like action game <laughs> beat 'em up space, which I really like. I think it's a, got a really fun combat system for the most part. Um, yeah, it's a nice like look. People say all sorts of genres for Yakuza because they don't fit cleanly into anything. 
Just know it's not GTA in Japan. It's about as far from that <laughs> as you can get, yeah, despite seriously. it being a crime drama. Uh, nothing similar. The open world is vastly smaller. Um, it's a JRPG. <laughs> Yakuza is a JRPG. Pretty is pretty much what it boils down to. What a game. I'm, I'm curious <laughs> to see what everyone else thought. I, I was... Oh, I, I, I was definitely less aware of the JRPG-ness, and I think that's why I, I don't... Ugh, that sound clip is not going to be good. Anyway, we, we um, move past things like that. Oh God! Um, Even when you're not doing it on purpose, you just I, say the weirdest I, stuff. I, I would have completely missed it if you had not paused. <laughs> that's the point. I, I I thought like, oh, that's funny, but I didn't. I wasn't gonna say anything. I, I was you so psycho. close to not. I was just so close. To me, not he wanted me to it. say something. Anyway, and he was waiting for me to say something. Anyway, anyway, I was not prepared for the JRPG aspects of the game even though that's what it is so i one of the things that caught me off guard but i've and I, I brought this up as a problem when i was talking with you guys earlier about it. it's it's since just washed over me it's no longer a problem anymore was the weird um and th this was just a problem at first like i said not anymore was i i had an issue with the the flow of being able to walk around the 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 city section so freely um and then the sort of like, random encounter-esque bit of it where it takes you into a separate fighting space arena whenever you're going into a battle. Uh, but it's essentially just the exact same where you were. Uh, so I, mm. I, I, what I was saying was that I felt like that bringing you through the loading screen bit was very jarring to the flow of the game. But yeah, after getting to uh the the second playable character it, it's no longer but it is also like yeah, a technical an, limitation of yeah <laughs> the era it's no longer a, a noticeable game it does have notably you have to load a fight um the next wait I did you say this was a ps3 game yeah ps3 ps4 cross gen this looks pretty good for a ps3 it, game it, it does PS4 oh, yeah. Cross -gen. Wow. so yeah. it, it is like native wow. ps4 as well it looks great it's aged very well Seriously. um but the thing is, like, you go back to Yakuza 3, which right now is the oldest game that is still a, like, must-play in the order of Yakuza games, because they've remade 1 and 2, 3 is the start of, like, you have to play the old one. Um, still looks good. Like, it's still a good-looking game. You can... The textures are obviously way worse, because they're from the PS3, early PS3 era. But aside from that, the games look great the entire way through. So there's no jarring bits of, of things are going to look bad. Uh, mm. Ever. But yeah, it's... it's I think the... um. The way fights work here, I really like because it does just directly feel like you're tossed into a beat em up level whenever you run into some thugs on the street. And notably, they're not random encounters. They are like, you can tell by the model of the characters on the street if they're fightable. Uh, sometimes they'll run towards you. Sometimes you'll bump into them and be like, hey, don't bump into me, you idiot, and then fight you. Uh, yeah. There's also later on, you can unlock people called the Novo Reach that run around in giant gold suits and you beat them up for money. It's great. <laughs> have you guys? Have you guys, considering where, how far you are, have you guys been able to beat up a big guy yet? Uh, I have not. I've gotten my money you mean stolen. Mr. Shakedown so I or just a, or yeah, Mr. Shakedown. Oh, I, 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 I no, don't Shakedown. run away from I, Mr. Shakedown. I, I invested in the belt. <laughs> I invested in the belt. Because <laughs> I, 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 I want to try to beat him because I got close to beating him the first time. You so need I have to be like, okay, I, I need, I need my secret little money stash bit. So I spent the vast majority of my money on the, 
the secret money hiding place belt. The, the, so I won't the, lose my the money. trick with Mr. Shakedown, this goes for all the games. You'd use whatever the fast combat style is. Mm. Every one of his attacks is slow and dodgeable, but he has so much health at the start that it is very ill-advised to fight him because yeah. you, mm. if you make one mistake, you're down, and he takes all your money. So... <laughs> You have to I, got really, three, uh, I got three quarters of his health down on the first one, and I was never able to beat him after that. <laughs> so sad. But you'll get you can get it all back later. You know, got him. Let's he's flushed with cash and take all his money. Yeah, I. The thing I was immediately impressed by because I've actually played this on stream before. If if anyone watching yeah, this, like forty five uh, minutes. Watch this. Yeah, the bot is up. Um, one thing that I was really impressed by is. Because uh, clearly, obviously, this is a Japanese game that was translated into English and it has like the English subtitles, right? Yeah. But it doesn't. So a lot of the times when you when you you know read the um, like watch a dub or read a sub or something, you can like kind of tell that it was translated because not every line of dialogue is a hundred percent natural. I was shocked at how well written this was, like at how Crazy. well translated it was. I was like, yeah. if you didn't tell me this was made, if this was like translated from a different language, I would have no idea. It's a big point. It's, this is the game that really put Yakuza on the map in the West. And a lot of that is because they put so much effort into the translation. I can see why. Because it was a Hail yeah. Mary. Because Yakuza had been in English before. You can go watch clips of Yakuza 1 in English. It's hilarious because Majima is played by Mark Hamill. Oh my <laughs> god! With his Joker voice, it's terrible. That's it's incredible. It's, it's oh like, my god! <laughs> it's oh, terrible. I think would be the word. Oh. Uh, but th those those ports did not really sell <laughs> the game super well. Oh my god! Uh, they were had like English voice acting, so they instead they went the other direction of we're going to keep the Japanese voice acting and do translation work, uh, which is a lot cheaper and a lot easier to facilitate. But they still put a lot of effort into it. And if Yakuza 0 mm -hmm. failed, it was probably like we would never get a Yakuza game again because there was no money for it. Um, yeah. But it succeeded, and I think the thing that really stands out, at least uh, I don't think anyone but Alex is far enough for this, there were two main translators for Kiryu and then another one, or two main translators that worked on different parts of the game. So one of them worked on Kiryu mm -hmm. sections, one of them worked on Majima's. So they have oh. distinctly different voices in writing. Oh. Oh, with, that's because so there's cool. two protagonists in this game that you play as two different characters uh, and you'll bounce between them. When you're in Majima sections, it's written by someone who had a much more like uh, in-your-face writing style, and so his his sass comes off a bit, a bit better than if it were written by Kiryu's mm. translator. Uh, which is a super interesting story. Um, I think it works very well. They they both have very distinct personalities that come through. Uh, sub Subquests here are also translated very well. And I think the other note here, this is really one of the only, I think, Japanese games that your average person can play and hear that the voice acting is really good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you hear the growl <laughs> in these people yeah. when they talk. Oh, those, those Yakuza lieutenants, when you talk to them for the first time and they're clearly pissed, you're like, yeah. <laughs> I, I the out of you. Most yeah. of the time in most, like, like anime or something everyone's trying to sound like appealing they're all like younger characters or they're all like weird and wacky haha and like very it is not very often that you just get like probably 50 year old washed up <laughs> boxer that just wants to rip your chest cavity open and beat yeah. the crap out of you and generally and the well, uh, the fate the model the faces are modeled after the voice actors for most is, characters not all of them but for most of them we, 
which is the best way to have a voice sound like it fits the body. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can see you can look up the recording sessions of these people. Kuze's voice actor is intimidating when he just is standing there, but he's apparently like a super nice guy. Um, <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's really I, funny. Uh, I think something that also stands out is just the the care that went into all the different elements at the start. I think works very well, mm-hmm. minus the one really weird cutscene type where it's still images but with like okay. one thing <laughs> moving. <laughs> Oh yeah. They never that. do this again. This uh, is only in Yakuza 0. They okay, don't do it ever so, again. Because I want to talk about that. It's such a in the grand scheme of things, it's not that big of a deal, but, but it's, it's so it's so got on my nerves. There's like three or four different like forms of presentation throughout this yep. entire game. There's like there's pre-rendered then there's ones with like minimal animation. There, it's very there's still weird. voice acting and then there's ones with like kind of full animation and no voice acting. It is so I, weird, and it bothers me so much. I don't understand how they determine what to, when to, how to use there was the no, if, cutscene one. If there was some sort of like thematic purpose to it, I would there be isn't. more okay with it. But there isn't. It is it's completely, completely random. I, I think. I think this is the same. This has the same psychological effect as watching a Christopher Nolan film <laughs> and just seeing the aspect ratios change in ninety times within one scene. Because I, I didn't care. And I love Christopher Nolan movies, and I don't care about that <laughs> yeah. either. I like yeah. I, I I I think we had a discussion about it when we were doing the short stream yeah. of it. Either that, or I mm-hmm. think uh, Thor High Heels on YouTube was talking. No, about No, we definitely talked about this. Um, and yeah, I'll say it doesn't bother me, but it's just a confusing thing. It is weird. I, think I will. I will. The, the other three are fine, but when when it does the thing where everything goes into like sepia colors and then they have like a thick filter, they have like you yeah. see the the smoke coming off of a cigarette, but no mouths are moving, and it's just like a still image, like and then yeah. text is happening. It goes. Yeah. I, just I fully acknowledge walking around. I fully acknowledge two things: one, that it's ultimately not that big of a deal, and two, I feel like a lot of it was done just to like. Just for for cost saving yeah. purposes, and also I, I have it, to imagine the thing that's even more confusing to me though is it only happens like four or five times in the whole game. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Uh, and and like I said, it, it. <laughs> it is not a game breaking thing by any means. It's just a, it it really got on my nerves personally. <laughs> I have to wonder Especially... if maybe those were meant to be like fully animated cutscenes and they just lost the time and they did the the closest thing to a replacement for them. Especially because I remember I had played this like very shortly after playing my my time with Pentiment and seeing how well and how like uniform Pentiment's presentation is and then you go to this like just sp- like Jackson Pollock splatter random <laughs> what is going on it just it bothered me <laughs> and i don't think it's going to bother most anime people cutscene, you get the crazy anime cutscene is great and when you when you get a crazy karaoke cutscene you get a crazy karaoke cutscene i was going to say speaking great. of <laughs> and it which, is great which of if not all of the mini games did you guys interact with I've played all of them I, over various playthroughs, and they're all. I <laughs> most of them are competent. Uh, they're good distractions. A few of them are really good, and like things that I would go out of my way to play. I uh, like notably the... Yakuza Zero has a cabaret club mini game. Oh, that is incredible. It's one of the. Oh, it's God. like one of the best like business tycoon <laughs> puzzle games oh, you can play. It's very good. Uh, it has an entire storyline that goes through the whole thing that is continued in later Yakuza games. Oh my Great. god. 
Because I you can win a chicken at bowling. Oh my god! Because <laughs> well, I mean, this is where my only negatives come in with the game, uh, with the mini games. Is that is um I was playing this on PC using a PlayStation controller because I don't have an Xbox controller. Mm-hmm. And with a lot of games on Game Pass, because it's an Xbox thing, they expect they only ever map to Xbox controller buttons. Something. I imagine karaoke is difficult. <laughs> karaoke and the the disco game are impossible to play. Unfortunately, it's very unfortunate. Yeah. The, the disco game not, is very good. Not, I they they look so fun. I love the music for them, and I really want to play. I really want to be good at karaoke. <laughs> uh, which, but it's really nice that y- if you screw up the button inputs, it doesn't ruin the music. The music just keeps yes. going. Yeah. So I'll just go in. And I'll just listen to the music. I'm just like. yeah you Um, should pick up a a, a nice wired 360 controller at some point they're they're cheap now and they're very reliable um but that that's my problem with it i've been able to play pool and darts fine uh and the i don't know would would you guys count the um the lady who teaches you the beast style her training minigame a minigame yeah that's a minigame for sure it uses the main gameplay, but there's still a mini game. I, I like pull the most out of the mini games because that one is functional on a PlayStation controller. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you gotta you two gotta try some mini games if you haven't, because that is the other staple of Yakuza is random yeah, side yeah. activities that have entire storylines dedicated to them. I only did also, the uh, the karaoke because it was required, and I didn't get yeah. a chance to do the other ones yet. This is a a complete aside. I really appreciate the fact that this game lets you hold the right trigger so you can walk with someone (laughs) rather than trying to like match their speed. speed. I hate that. I hate that. Especially when like you play like a, well, especially it's even worse on keyboard and mouse, right? Like someone is walking like at this glacial pace and you want to like walk with them and try and like be part of the scene and stuff. And they're walking too slow for your normal speed. So you have to like, Hit W and then you like walk forward a little bit and then you stop. Yeah. Or you just like kind of crouch walk. Like, so here's the <laughs> thing it. that I don't understand uh, with that. They have fixed the problem. Why doesn't every other game do this now? The I know because this is not a There's new a game. <laughs> People there don't is have a better excuses. way. <laughs> you know, not everything can can be nice all the time. We gotta have some some bad escort quests, <laughs> Assassin's Creed style sometimes. Oh. <laughs> Oh, in order God. for some things to be Play good, hide and seek with a boat. Yeah. I, I think uh, one of the strengths of Yakuza 0 over the other games is combat styles. I think largely feel mm. very distinct and have mm-hmm. nice uses and you're encouraged to swap between them. And when you do, there's cool musical cues that change the background track, which is always exciting to see. Um, love that. I like that the combat I... styles have like, very distinct purposes of Rush is like really good single target. You got your regular style uh, brawler that's just very solid against pretty much anything, but not excelling at fighting one thing. Then you've got yeah. beast, which is if there's furniture nearby, you just destroy every single thing in the area. Yeah, I. That's why I loved the penthouse boss fight. I I beasted all the way through that. I'm just oh, like, yeah. okay. that fight is great. Picks up an entire couch, <laughs> die. I just love when a boss does a bunch of fancy moves with a weapon, and then you're like, oh, there's a bunch of furniture in this room be a shame if something would happen to your skull with it. interesting <laughs> i'm going to throw this on top of you and then jump on it i'm gonna beat you up with an entire table 
that's that's the thing the, like the combat in this is so like over the top and visceral like if if one of these things happened to someone they would die in real life this person if you punted their head with the strength with which kiryu does it they would be dead and well, you I mean, would be can, murdered you, can you imagine have has this like i don't i hope this has never happened to you it's happened to me once it was one of the most painful experiences in my life um have you ever been flying jump kicked in the chest by someone oh my god <laughs> i don't think i've had a reason kick. to be flying jump kicked there, in the chest by someone there is no air left in your lungs after that <laughs> and yet this one bastard keeps coming back in that first dungeon it was yep. hilarious the same guy keeps oh running god, back and yeah. doing even more violent him. things to take Where did you get these weapons it's ah! so fun i was i was playing it and streaming it while other people were watching and like every single time like yeah. there's something horrible happening they're like oh my god that was crazy and then he, he brings in the knife in the bathroom whatever he's yeah. cracking his head against the <laughs> urinal against the sinks and he's thrown at the window yeah. and everyone's like yeah, yeah. it was heat actions are one of the single best things that has ever been created. oh <laughs> they're so it's good in, it's fantastic because i it's i I, I'm I'm a button masher, and so I'm I'm not very good at this. But it doesn't matter because when the heat action thing can happen, I just use it, and then the thing it just works, and then I can keep button mashing yeah. and having fun. The the combat. I was so prepared for him to come back during the last boss battle after throwing him out of the bathroom window. <laughs> I was so ready. Yeah. The the combat system has that. Um, it's not exactly the same type of combat as like a Musou game, but it has. It's very similar in that it, I feel like it's a lot more accessible than than a lot of it's other. It's like, like a beat 'em up action game style. It it can yeah. get kind of technical, but you really don't need to use it in a technical mm. way on normal difficulty. Yeah. Um, the main thing, if you ever fight a boss, it's hard to know is just that like the the bumper right bumper does change some of your moves and will lock you onto them, which is very handy. But at the same time, that will get you killed in regular fights, and you shouldn't use it. So. <laughs> It's very situational. Um, and also that blocking's a thing. Because I think the first time I played this game, I just didn't block the entire time, which was definitely a mistake. Mm -hmm. Because you can't dodge everything. There are not invulnerability frames I, on the other styles aside from Rush. So I figured out blocking was a thing after I did, after I gave the homeless men booze. Yeah. It, it was pretty late. I love that sentence. Uh, yeah, Majima gets some great stuff. Yes. Too. When you get to Majima Brett, yes. you get a uh, dance fighting, which is incredible. Oh, thank God. <laughs> and yes. you get baseball bat. Hell yeah. <laughs> your, your two best fighting styles dance and baseball bat. Um, Just like in real life. Lots of fun things. So, yeah. I, I think Yakuza Zero is a great representation of what the franchise is like. Uh, largely, I think it's one of the better entries in the game series. Uh, minus some of the minigames are not great, but. There's so many of them that you could just there ignore them. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, like I them. do have, I do have one very important question. Yeah. Who do you like hearing say "boy" more, Bacchus or Kratos? Oh, Kratos. I, I like Bacchus's <laughs> boy, but Kratos's boy never. Boy. Boy. Especially when it's done in in a seven yes. minute long speech. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yakuza Zero, a great place to start the franchise and very easy to get into. Um, love it. All right, moving on. Uh, my game pick. Look, Wolong's coming out soon, so I feel like mm -hmm. we need to get complete Team Ninja's backlog that I've been forcing you to go through. So I'm telling you ahead of time, this is a bad game. It's not a great game. Uh, Ninja Gaiden 3 
<laughs> should have picked something other than cool. Persona 4. <laughs> Not amazing. But I, I need us to finish it for the sake of completion so we have something to look at when I make you all play Wo Long, which I'm sure is going to hey. go over very well. Hey, Brett, I, I blame you for this. I'm just throwing that out there. I, I, I do, too. I've had I've had Ninja Gaiden three downloaded on my Xbox for probably half a year by this um, point because I knew this day would come. Ninja Gaiden uh, three Razor's here. Edge is that the right one? Yep, yep. Right. Let's see, it's it's not. I'm warning you now. It is not a great game. It's but so, it is probably so goofy I'm, enough that we'll get some entertainment out of it. I'm going on That's Amazon good. right now because I know I'm going to have to probably order a new controller. So let me just. Uh, <laughs> that up. Whoa, whoa, whoa! So, wait, wait! Yeah, what? I'm looking. Ready. I'm looking at the the screen caps here. Something happens in a desert. Look, don't try to put any substance to anything in Ninja Gaiden Three. It is a game of insanity and oh, strange Ryan, decisions. Ryan, don't worry, I wasn't doing that for the other two games either. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a shame because the first two are good. <laughs> two, two do was I, fun. Was do fun. I at least get to have a kunai with a nice little pink ribbon stabbed into my head? Who knows. <laughs> Who, who knows? I haven't played three. I just heard many bad things about it, but I need oh, to no. complete it because we've played the first two, so we have to round out the third. Oh yeah, we just have to, don't we? We really just have to do it. We do, and, and I w uh -huh. I will quiz you on what the final boss of Ninja Gaiden Three is like, so you better beat the whole game in the next month. <laughs> what? It's one hour I've heard long. It's only like four hours long, so that might be oh. possible. Wait, four hours long if you beat everything on the first try? Yeah, four or... hours long on a good run? or <laughs> Well, importantly, Ninja Gaiden 3 is the one that came out after the leadership change to the person that didn't believe in the original philosophy of having difficult games. Oh. So... Uh. This so we're one in for a disappointingly easy time. <laughs> this might be a very strange game. Uh, and I, I don't know anything about Razor's Edge. Razor's Edge, Razor's Edge might have made it better. Who knows? We'll find out. Let's have a hopefully okay time <laughs> finishing Ninja Gaiden. Really 3 looking forward to it. So we can Indeed. play a better game next time. Get it out of you the way. You don't have to do this, Ryan. I just no, want I you to know. You don't do. have to do this. <laughs> I need you to play a bad game for once, okay? So you're going to play for Ninja once. Gaiden 3. For once? Ryan just fix things for us. That's Look, my I got to pick job. a bad game for once. I, I We're need to all get the playing Amplator this year, Ryan. Oh, no, that's right. <laughs> Listen, you know what? I'm gonna boot it up right after this. <laughs> Listen, you know what? I uh, I I picked a good game th this time, so I guess someone has to take up the mantle of bad game. Sure. So, yeah, yeah. Gotta we, we gotta have we gotta even it out. It's gotta be a nice mix of good and bad. Uh, yeah. and nice mix. Our we last... only one kind of bad one. Although our last episode was probably our most like consistently good. Yeah, we had a lot of good uh, stuff. We had a, we had time. a lot of good stuff. All right, well, that's the end of the show. We've, we've hit the end mark, which means it's time to say goodbye. As always, podcasts will be Tuesday mornings at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. And no, it's just a fake out because we have shout-outs to do. You fool! <laughs> <laughs> April Fools! Come on, early. Okay, well, I got one. Um, so I've been, I've been playing Skyward Sword HD recently, and uh, I just wanted to shout out how lovely the music is. It's... Listen, it's it's one of the more controversial Zelda games. Uh, I get that, and I understand why. <laughs> um, but man, that music is so good, just bangers. I've been listening to the whole thing during this entire episode, and uh, it's it's fantastic. Quality soundtrack, very much. All right, who wants to go next? I I have an anti shout out. I have a very oh. angry anti shout out. What a um, shame. Atlas. 
Persona 3 is a great game. Persona 3 Portable, the port that just came to Game Pass, is a horrid port of an okay version of a great game. Oh, uh, is it we, really we not got, a good port? Oh no. It's Ryan, the Persona 3 Portable was on the PSP. They use the PSP audio. Oh, it is so crunchy. No. So all the dialogue and all no. and all the music sounds like Super it's coming compressed. through a Nintendo DS. Isn't that crazy? Um, and all the 2D backgrounds are like, like they just put it through art. An, an AI upscaler. Oh once. no! So like, just going through the intro cutscene. They did the sharpen image filter in Photoshop. They did the sharp, yes. You could still see some of the pixels, but some of it's blurred and like the buildings mushed together. It's terrible. It's such it's it's such a shame. And I don't. People are complaining that there's no uh, like skill transferring when you do the demon fusion stuff. But I I enjoyed the original without that, so I don't care. Uh, but in terms of like quality of like visuals and art, it's it's already hard to enjoy because of how much more visual novelty mm. it is compared to the others. But uh, man, that uh, I I that 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 rumored remaster has to happen. Uh, or I'm gonna be sad that this is the way that people are gonna be forced to yeah. play the game because it's so good. All right, I'm gonna take the next shout out so we don't end on the strange note. I'm gonna put us on, which is hey, you know what? Shout out to Forspoken because it's given me a lot of entertainment in the past few weeks. <laughs> yes. Up to release. Uh, I don't know how this game is gonna be. I played the demo and personally, it was not for me. Maybe it'll be for you. Maybe it won't be for anyone. We'll find out tomorrow, <laughs> I guess. So, I'm so excited. I'm this is really Ryan's most anticipated release how... 2023. <laughs> Look, I've never played a game before where your character is so, so adamant that you shouldn't be enjoying what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's really just aggravating. <laughs> Man. I've never I've never played a game with um with that many curves in its UI. It's really it's all, something I'm also to curious because this is the Luminous engine, which ran Final Fantasy 15. Luminous on PC worked amazing for Final Fantasy 15. Like the 15 port for Windows is incredibly good. It runs very smoothly. There were some bugs, but they're all worked out now, and it just runs great. So I am super confused as to why the system requirements are so crazy high for PSE and PSP PSP for PC. PSP. <laughs> Look, hey, you could stream it. Turn your, your PSP, PSP into a know. bomb if you tried to run for spoken. Well, turn my PSP into something. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> right there, he has a relic. Get him! Artifact from an ancient time. Yeah, it's a it's an ancient artifact, all right, with a whole disk drive that I don't know what's in there. <laughs> Maybe something fun, but hey, you know, for spoken, I'm super curious to see how crazy, probably not okay, this game's gonna be can't wait uh, let's find out <laughs> together uh, all right i'm gonna pl- play uh the outro after alex goes i underwent severe brain hemorrhaging on the mention of forspoken and i forgot my <laughs> shout out um so so i guess i my, i i have like a, a somewhat anti shout out i fire emblem engage uh cool cool as a game um, the music sucks. The English opening oh, no. sucks. The rest of the soundtrack. The rest is of the soundtrack is pretty good. English the English opening, opening is sucks. Weird. It sounds like the four kids opening to One Piece. <laughs> it 
sounds like a trap remix of the Japanese one. It's very strange. I have been playing some Engage. It is very fun so far, although I haven't been reading the story, which might, from what I've been hearing <laughs> other people, might be affecting that. So, you know, it's it's an interesting couple of weeks for games. Uh, we'll see uh, when Hogwarts Legacy comes out and talk about that. Oh. See what happens. Oh, no. All right, that's Fingers the end of the crossed. show. We'll, we'll end on that confusing note. You know, maybe Forspoken will be adequate. <laughs> It's gonna be a great Maybe couple adequate. of months. It's gonna be a great couple of months for like magic-based games. Yeah, really. <laughs> it's gonna be oh, great. Oh yeah. Set them back ten years. <laughs> God. The genre lost time. <laughs>